listening to From the Friars, the podcast of the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. May the Lord give you his peace. Good morning. Happy Solemnity of St. Patrick here in the Archdiocese of New York. Um, Such a bittersweet day, huh? I mean, St. Patrick's Day, such a great day, and there's so much connected to what happens today in terms of in Chicago, I think they dye the river green. <laughs> you know, there's wearing the green, there's the parade, there's pints of Guinness to be consumed, and there's leprechauns to be chased and pots of gold to be sought out. <laughs> and, um, but it, it, on the other hand, it's sad in the sense that um, for how many people celebrate today, how little of it has any connection to the real St. Patrick or to Jesus or the faith or, you know, all of that. And so. Uh, I definitely don't want to be bah humbug and, you know, but it, it has nothing to do with drunkenness and whatever, you know, wearing green or whatever, obviously. Um, and um, so seeing how it is a solemnity today here in New York, we have the proper readings as we do on solemnities. So, and uh, the church picks out readings from the Bible. It's like this saint really exemplifies these readings. So today's readings are very special for St. Patrick's Day. You know, in some ways, you could interpret the life of St. Patrick in terms of the readings, right? Um, so, 1 Peter 4, 7 to 11, you know, about everything you're going to do, let it be done with the grace of God. You know, St. Patrick is such an example of that, huh? The fruitfulness of this man's life. It's amazing, huh? We're still, uh, the fruitfulness that exists beyond his earthly life. It, you know, he died how many years ago? It's... Gee, over a thousand years ago, and his life is still bearing fruit in our own day, you know, the fruitfulness of, of his life. And uh, that, that part of St. Patrick's life is also highlighted by the gospel. You know, this story with St. Peter fishing and so many fish, the, the nets are breaking, the boats are sinking, you know, this fruitfulness. And um, boy, uh, that's what we'd like to have in our own lives, huh? Spiritual fruitfulness, you know, like uh, this harvest, this uh, catch of fish. And um, so uh, uh, what I'm going to say now is kind of um, connected to the idea of spiritual fruitfulness. Um, what do we need to do in order to be spiritually fruitful? Um, is there anything we can do to increase this, our spiritual fruitfulness? Um, I believe there is. I believe there is. So I'm not proposing a neo-Pelagianism, you know, like the, you know, three easy steps to converting souls and gathering in a harvest for the Lord. You know, it begins with his grace, continues with his grace, and is followed by his grace, okay? Um, but I, I'd like to to say that the, the fruitfulness is in some way connected to the suffering. Um, St. Peter's life, there, there are some moments of real suffering for him. Um, today's gospel is one of those, right? He drops to his knees and says, depart from me from a sinful man. And um, he'll have many of those moments, right? The New Testament preserves for us the stories of St. Peter's life. And there'll be other moments. It'll come to a culmination when he denies Christ three times. Um, and, um, and whatnot, St. Patrick, right, kidnapped and forced into slavery. 
you know, he suffered. Um, so in the, the prophetic words of Father Stan Fortuna, everybody's got a thing they got to suffer. You know, just ain't you, boo. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess, you know, it would be easy to misunderstand a statement. Like, you know, there's a connection to suffering and fruitfulness. You could misunderstand that and it could have an unhealthy kind of, uh, what's the word when people have an unhealthy attraction to suffering? Um, masochistic, you know, we're not talking about that, but rather it is that in the mystery of God's providence, God's plan, uh, he does allow suffering and he does make use of that suffering somehow. The death of Jesus is the ultimate example, right? It's the, the reproducing of that pattern of Jesus in his life in us, his members. Okay, that's the theological explanation. And um, so, uh, you know, it got me thinking about my own life. You know, there are things that I have suffered. And um, when, when you suffer certain things, it could be physical things, right? You jump out of a treehouse and break your leg. <laughs> that hurts. And then there's other types of suffering, right? I'm not going to catalog it all. But when um, seeing in, in uh, what is God doing, what is God saying, it, it can do something really powerful for us. Um, without this being some kind of a boring like uh, lecture, it, it, all, it, all, it uh, automatically calls to mind the traditional three stages of the spiritual life, the purgative, the illuminative, and the unitive. Um, in that purgative way, it's the first way. It's almost like the penitential act, the beginning of mass. You know, it's first thing you got to do is repentance of sin. You know, and Father Benedict used to say, "You'll spend most of your life in that stage." Okay, but we know the stages overlap, right? And then the illuminative way, you know, is like the readings. You know, we're being illuminated, and then the unitive way is like communion, right? There's union there. Saint Peter, um, his repentance, moments of his repentance, like today's gospel, it's a purgative way. And uh, I was thinking that the, uh, the moment maybe when you could guess that St. Peter crossed the line into the illuminative way is at the, um, there's a repeat of this incident, but with the resurrected Jesus, right? And then um, it's not just that he's repenting for his sins, but then he's also accepting the grace of forgiveness. Three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? That is a huge moment. You know, not only to repent for our sins, but... Um, to actually receive the grace of forgiveness from the Lord. To, you know, that it's not easy, you know. And then the unitive way, I was thinking for St. Peter's, there's, there's this uh, traditional story about what happened at the end of his life. There's a persecution happening in the city of Rome, and he's on his way out of town. And then on the way out, he meets Jesus going back in. Quo vadis, where are you going, Lord? I'm going back. And then St. Peter goes back and um, gets crucified upside down in humility. And uh, so he's like fully united with Christ at that moment. Um, so St. Patrick, you know, what he suffers by being kidnapped and going into slavery, uh, he goes back, huh? He goes back in love to minister to the people who had enslaved him. And I could almost imagine that maybe in St. Patrick's life, there were a number of passages about Jesus in the Bible that really spoke to him, that Jesus took on the form of a slave, right? You know, he emptied himself. Like Patrick was being invited to enter into that mystery. And um, so if that's true for St. Peter, if it's, Saint, it's true for St. Patrick, um, I would believe that it ends up being true for each one of us. You know, um, in some ways, things we suffer, things we go through, um, 
it is ultimately leading us to that union. Um, would there have been a St. Peter if he had not had those moments of things he suffered through? Maybe even, not that God ever wants us to sin, but his denial of Christ, it did something to him that once it was surrendered to the Lord, it bore tremendous fruit as the first pope and everything we know about him. St. Patrick, you know, God doesn't want people to kidnap others and force them into slavery. That's horrible. But in the fact that would there have been a St. Patrick if that did not happen to him when he was younger? You know, and the mystery of God's love, the mystery of God's providence, the way God allows things because of the fruit that it can bear. It's like the pruning, right? You know, cutting, it's counterintuitive. So how about each one of us, brothers? So that's, that's the word I'm kind of, kind of preaching today. Things that we suffer, things that we go through, trials, difficulties. Um, uh, could it be connected to the fruitfulness that God is inviting us to, you know, um, God willing, you know, your ministry, your priesthood, you know, um, this call to leave everything behind and follow Jesus. The things we struggle with, the the trials, the difficulties, the sufferings uh, are there for a reason. You know, they will help us to uh, do what we need to do so that we could bear fruit. And um, it's easy enough to say that, uh, you can say it about a saint who's lived and died, and now you can analyze the, the arc of their whole life. But n- none of us are at that point yet in our own lives. But the beginning of the first reading today, it said, uh, the end is near, telos, like the end. In morning prayer from Hebrews 13, you know, consider the end of the, the lives of your leaders, you know. So the grace to, to know and believe that uh, when it's all said and done for each one of us, that uh, the trials and difficulties that God allowed for each one of us whatever it might be, uh, was there to help us to bear fruit for the kingdom. And uh, so may St. Patrick intercede for us that uh, we could surrender and cooperate with that grace and to uh, put out into the deep to catch many fish for the kingdom. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please visit us on our website, franciscanfriars.com, or follow us on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. God bless you.